Hello, this is Robert Rickover at Body Learning, and my guest today is Imogen Ragone, an Alexander Technique teacher and website designer in Wilmington, Delaware. And we're going to talk today about uh, a process called Up With Gravity, uh, which um, we both been using. It's a product of mine, but Imogen has been experimenting with it. And we're going to talk about specifically how Ale negative Alexander Technique directions um, can, uh, can complement and enhance the Up With Gravity process. And uh, Imogen is actually going to interview me for this podcast, so I'm going to turn it over to her. Well, hi, Robert. Oh, hi. I'm glad um, to be so on your why show. Why don't you just start with maybe explaining um, what negative directions are, just briefly. Yeah, I'll provide a very short uh, description, but there are longer audio interviews sure. and texts, and we'll, we'll reference all of that. <clears throat> so uh, if you think of the classic Alexander Technique direction, say, regarding your neck, uh, would be something like, I'm not tense, I'm... I'm not. Uh, I'm letting I'm my neck be free. Allowing my neck to be free. Allowing maybe. my <laughs> neck to be free, and that's um, that's pretty classic. Letting my neck be free. Allowing my neck to be free. Alexander teachers will place a lot of emphasis on the word let or allow. Um, it's a certainly a big step up from I am freeing my neck, which some teachers I believe use as well. Um, but uh, in my view, um, an even better version, and it, I, we owe this to Missy Vineyard, is something along the lines, I am not tensing my neck. And the reason why this, this negative version of an Alexander direction is so powerful in my experience, really, really two reasons. One... It does not assume anything about your inherent abilities that uh, aren't aren't true. You know how to tense your neck. I've never met a student who who couldn't tense their neck, and so and and I've never met a student who didn't know what no means. So basically, you're you're using the abilities that uh, you have or your students have. Um, you're not assuming they know how to let their neck be free or how to free their neck. You're just saying, you're asking them to say to themselves, I am not, so it's an I am not statement, and then tensing my neck. So, And the word tensing can be replaced with all sorts of things, squeezing, tightening, whatever. And the neck can be replaced with things like my torso, my shoulders, or one of my favorites, myself. Um, so that's the basic idea of negative directions. I'm not really trying to go into them in great sure. detail, but uh, they are growing in population and in, in popularity. Population, with the yeah. population, yeah. <laughs> yeah, in, I agree. I find them very useful, um, mm. just generally. Um, so maybe now you could just briefly. Again, there are other resources for this, but maybe briefly explain what Up With Gravity is and then go mm -hmm. on to sure. maybe um, look at how 
that up with gravity process can be combined with this idea of giving yourself negative directions. Okay, and for the up with gravity, um, I'm just going to give a very brief overview. The There is a website that has a series of short lessons that anyone can anyone can learn this in in a short period of time but it's basically um i i would describe it in part as just accurate mapping of how gravity works on you and specifically how grav what where your center of gravity is located which uh when you're standing for example is a couple of inches below your navel um, when you're sitting, there's a relevant center of gravity for for moving back and forth on the chair that's somewhere uh, around the bottom of your sternum. Um, there are, in fact, also centers of gravities for various limbs. Alexander teachers are many. Alexander teachers are familiar with center of gravity of the head, which uh, is located. Uh, right behind your eyes, basically, and is forward and up from where your head moves on your on your spine. Um, and there are ways to use that information to enhance the quality of your posture and movement. Um, the first could, way, yeah. yeah could you ahead. just give us maybe hmm. a simple example? Well, the simplest example is just know if you know where it is, and I provide some ways of of accessing it using very simple imagery uh just having your awareness on it makes an immediate change um you you can run a little experiment for yourself that i describe in the, in the very first lesson but the real meat of it is if you know where your center of gravity is you can move it and direct it through space so when you're walking you simply say you, you, instead of thinking, well, I'm walking, you could think, well, I'm simply moving my center of gravity mm -hmm. through space. And when it's time to turn it, I'm, ro I'm rotating an arrow that runs through it, for example. V various things like that that I think uh, most people can – I find that students of mine – can pick this up almost instantly for the most part. Yeah, I find it's, it's really quick. Very accessible. It's usually, incredibly so. accessible. And then the the next stage after you learn how to direct it and is uh to start manipulating it. That is actually lifting it. Um you can lift it and you'll notice that your walking becomes um uh, usually a bit lighter and your breathing is freer and all sorts of things like that. And um, it's a, it is kind of, you might say, the Alexander version of standing up straight. Um, most people, when they stand up straight, lift their chest and hollow mm -hmm. their backs. This is lifting the thing that really should be lifted, which is your, your center of gravity. And again, I'm, I'm, covering this very very quickly yeah and exactly a lot more we'll link detail. to you, your site where they right. can go through all the lessons about right. it and everything and and so, and, um, and both the lifting what i've noticed and, yeah, with my students where i introduce this idea of lifting that there actually are some challenges involved with that and i think that's probably where the interplay of negative directions might be most useful but maybe you could speak to that well, the main challenge on the lifting is to is 
to be absolutely clear what it is you're lifting and to not confuse that with the side effects. So <laughs> if I decide I'm going to, I'm standing, say, and I'm going to lift my center of gravity, uh, of course, stuff changes elsewhere. And if your idea of standing up straight is a little lifting of your chest, uh, a little kind of uh, reflexive lifting of your chest, uh, you might slip in some extra stuff that that isn't going to be helpful. Mm-hmm. So the trick is, and I think you, you uh, in an earlier conversation we had offline, said it's a kind of an inhibition process. That is, you you're making a choice of what you're going to lift, which means you're not lifting other things. It seems to me when I've worked with it myself and with my students, I have to be very clear on what I'm not doing, which basically is, yes, I'm not lifting with my shoulders or my neck or anything. I'm I'm purely allowing that lift to go on some sort of engagement in the abdominal area. Exactly. That's, that's, that's doing that just little bit of whatever. Um, and so, yeah. So anyway, go on. It, it, it is an engagement in the abdominal area, but it's not a classic not a t- tightening your abs at all. Normal sort of way. Right. Anyway. And the thing, the thing that makes it tricky is that when you do lift your center, things like your shoulders do shift. Um, you, all sorts of things change. And you want to be careful that you don't get too sucked into them and start manipulating mm-hmm. them. Yeah. So that it, it that's a, a slight challenge, but I I would say it's not a huge challenge. It, I mean, it, it's you have to be a little bit aware and conscious. But um, but this takes me actually to the third stage. Now at the at, we're doing this interview in. Uh, early February 2013. Um, I haven't yet actually written out the lessons for this, but I thought it was time to put it out on the site in some form. Um, When you talk about lifting something, uh, I think a lot of people in the Alexander world get a little concerned. It certainly sounds like doing. And, um, you know, Alexander teachers... uh, I think you could see how how an Alexander teacher might be a little bit concerned. They I might think say, you have to make it clear that that's what you're doing, and then you can apply Alexander technique to mm-hmm. whatever that doing. Well, but I which would is s- what the Alexander technique is <laughs> exactly. <right? laughs> but I would say first of all, as a first approximation for making a useful change, uh, the the pure uh, lifting without any Alexander. Um, self-directing is pretty darn powerful and can make a huge difference in your life but there is another level which in which i uh, i found uh, negative directions that we talked about before are just the absolute perfect complement to this the issue is here that um, there, there are kind of two ways you can go about this, and each one has a certain advantage and a certain disadvantage. Uh, the first way is you could, and I kind of recommend this way for starters, is you could uh, lift your center of gravity, as is described in the lessons, and then uh, maybe experiment a little bit with that in walking or standing, and then add to that a second thought, 
along the lines of I am not compressing myself. That's kind of my favorite one mm-hmm. these days. Yeah, I like that one too. Uh, it's, it's a very overall negative direction. Mm-hmm. I'm not compressing myself. And then um, sort of softly let the lifting intent fade away, but continue with the I'm not compressing myself. And what I what most people find is that there is a little shift when they let go of the lifting part of their intention, but they don't go sinking back to where they were. They're, they remain lifted, but they are not lifting themselves. Wow, Be- yeah, nice. Yeah, nice, huh? And here's, here's the thing. Um, if you lift yourself, if you lift your center of gravity, uh, the only way that can actually happen in you is either everything above the center has to expand or everything below has to contract or some combination of the two. I mean, that's just the physics of it. And typically what happens when you lift your center of gravity, your legs take on a, uh, an area below your center of gravity, so you're a good part of your pelvic area and your legs tend to get a little better tone in them. You may notice that the weight's coming down on your feet in a slightly different way. I often notice a bit of a freeing up in the hip joints. Yeah, a freeing up. And also, uh, everything above your center has to, uh, there's going to be a general expansion. And and the um, the way that manifests itself most obviously at times is in your breathing, which typically gets a bit freer. Um, there's often a, some, if you had been slumping before, mm-hmm. that slump tends to uh, become much less. If you had been over-straightening, uh, that over-straightening diminishes. So you're you're in a better place. You're doing it by this lifting so it's work. It's a bit mm-hmm. of work. Not a lot, but it's a little bit of work. And now if you overlap that with a thought, I'm not compressing myself, and then sort of let the two coexist for a second or two, maybe, and then let go of the lifting part. Yes, there'll be a little shift, a little rearrangement, but as I said, you will remain lifted you will be lifted because if you're really clear that you're not compressing your your my if I'm really clear that I'm not compressing myself, I can't go back to where I was. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. just that's nice. It's incredibly uh, light and a uh, light and powerful direction to apply in that lifted situation. Mm-hmm. So I use that all the time um, and. Maybe uh, I'll give. I'll, I'll go through the other way of approaching this. Yeah, I was going to say I often use, and I think maybe this is your other way, is um, including the direction I'm not pulling down my center. Of that's a that's a that's a uh, one that I use as well. I'm not pulling my center down, down if you're standing yeah. or walking. 
Um, you could uh, start by lifting your center, do a little walking, and then just overlap that lifting with, I'm not pulling my center down, let go of the lifting. And again, you get the same sort of result. Mm-hmm. The yeah, other, I found yeah. over time, I don't know if you found this yourself or your students, that I can almost go straight to I'm not pulling down my center Mm-hmm. Um, you because, could even, like, I know what that all means now. My body understands right. that, rather than having to go through. Yeah, actually, I mean, not all. It's do you know? Or, yeah, absolutely. What do you think of that? I think you can even start with that as an experiment. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you know where your center of gravity is, and again, uh, probably best to check out the information on sure. on the site and uh go start walking and then sh- and then shift into the intention i'm not pulling my center of gravity down and see what happens because typically when people walk they get a little heavy on in themselves when their foot comes down you know they, there's a little internal collapse mm-hmm. okay let's say a little pulling down in front every time a foot comes down well if you're absolutely clear that you're not pulling your center down, then um, that collapse, which would be part of pulling it down, sure. mm-hmm. can't happen. The thing I want to talk about, uh, uh, add to this briefly, is um, I'm t- in in this first example. There's this overlap, so I'm oh, I'm lifting yeah. and then I'm overlapping. And the reason why that I think is really helpful for people at the beginning is that in general, it's a lot tougher to have two directions going or two intents going at the same time than one. It's a lot more than twice as difficult for most people. Mm-hmm. And so, in ge- I mean, just in general with Alexander directing of any kind, uh, you really want to choose your intervention points carefully because you don't have a lot to work with because you're if you get more than for most people more than two is really really tricky um most of us can only keep seven plus or minus two ideas going at any one time and a lot of those have to be devoted to other things so you don't want to overload your system with multiple directions however and, but it, but on the other hand, overlapping a couple of directions for a few seconds, most people find fairly easy to do. Now, the more I would say the more elegant way of doing it, but not necessarily the best to start with, would be to simply start with, I'm not compressing myself as a general background intention. You might even say, I'm not compressing myself as I lift my center of gravity. And then I could go on with, okay, I've lifted it. Now I'm going to just merge into the one direction. I'm not compressing myself. Um, That's a more elegant way to do it, I think. It's more Alexandrian right from the beginning. Mm -hmm. If you can do that, great. But I find with new people, it's probably a little easier to get them to do a bit of pure doing but good quality doing before introducing okay. that yeah so no, i get it I, I i think i went through it the way you suggested the first time and it definitely made it very clear 
what's going on at the different stages. Right. And I think I think it's important to be clear what what's going on with lifting versus uh, neg- saying a negative thing, a, a negative direction, like I'm not compressing myself. The lifting is a kind of very specific, targeted, gentle conditioning. You are act- you are activating muscles that probably haven't been activated in quite that way before. Mm-hmm. Um, you're doing probably something along the lines of what Pilates people love to talk about, which is abs, firming your abs. But this is not firming your abs in the abstract. This is lifting yourself, which will generally, most people find that their abs do engage in a different way than they're used to. It's not the same as if you just pulled your stomach in or something Absolutely like that. Absolutely not. In fact, and I might have even mentioned this in a prior interview, but I had a student who um, had a habit of sucking her stomach in. Mm-hmm. And um, I introduced this to her really as giving her a better way to to approach that because she I mean it definitely that's another advantage that you didn't mention another um, benefit is that um, does have a sort of nice effect on your uh, profile should we say oh Um, absolutely if you want to look good up with gravity is the way to go absolutely absolutely. but she found that really helpful and it uh, and the other nice thing is it um well it ties in with what we were just saying is that it sort of is improving and toning that area um, without all the negative effects that's usually involved with all the work that people think they should do there. Well, you're toning it in the context of, of, the of, a, of a real life activity like standing or walking or whatever. I mean, it's, it's um, the toning is kind of um almost an indirect result of the intention to lift your center of gravity so what would you think this has just occurred to me if someone does like to work out mm-hmm. it seems to me that this could be a useful additional way to think about absolutely as they, as they do their workout yes actually on one of my blog lesson blogs um uh, a guy who's a weightlifter, his first question was, where is your center of gravity when you're bench pressing? And as it turns out, it's more or less in the same place that it is when you're standing. It's a little, there are some differences, obviously, but it's in that general area. And he, what he found was all he had to do was think about where it was and it made his weightlifting go a lot more smoothly. I'm not sure he even got to the Um, lifting or. Can you think of, I think it's useful for people to hear like these little specific examples that I mean do you have any others well here's here's here I've here's one from my from my own experience which is again totally accessible to anybody um where where all of this stuff is really clear-cut and easy to use is when you're lying down Uh, either mm -hmm. in bed or if you're an Alexander person uh, using constructive rest um which we'll put a link to that process. It's perfect 
a perfect addition to constructive rest, but it also is a perfect way to uh, go to bed at night or or get up in the morning, which is say you're lying in bed, you simply lift your center of gravity, meaning in this case you're moving it towards your head because it's a 90-degree difference. So you're lifting your center of gravity, and then uh then it, then you could overlap this that with i'm not compressing myself or um not tensing myself and then just let go of the lifting and you're going to probably notice that all sorts of changes happen your breathing is likely to get fuller and freer um it's incredibly powerful to use when when there is nothing much else going on to take you away from the the process that you're working on. I mean, that's kind of the advantage. Yeah, and I one. like constructive rest for experimenting with, because you can really, because you're really not doing anything else, you, you can really notice. And because you have the surface of the floor beneath you, mm-hmm. I think, or the whatever you're lying on, um, mm-hmm. You kind of have a instant feedback mm-hmm. that you can tell if you've pulled up off the absolutely off the ground or whatever. Right, so, you have um, you you can. Yeah, what I've noticed, but I've experimented with that in constructive rest, is usually my contact with the floor seems greater. Mm-hmm. And you may you may well notice that if you're lying on your back or even your side, mm-hmm. um, going to sleep. Another another. Um, um, actually, one of my students uh, uh, told me a way that she started using it, which is when she wakes up in the morning, before, before just jumping out of bed, getting on with things, she'll just take a, a second or two to lift her center of gravity while she's lying in bed and then overlap it with, I'm not compressing myself, and then just continue with that, I'm not compressing myself thought as she gets out of bed. And nice. Take, yeah. And it's amazing. I started doing that. It's incredible how useful that is. And, of course, that would work perfectly with, uh, I mean, uh, the whole issue of how you get into and out of the constructive rest position has always been a topic of some debate. But that is an amazing way to to get off the table or get off the floor if you're doing constructive rest as well. Yeah, send you so on your way send in the you right... On, I mean, the whole <laughs> deal a, with... A, I mean, if you think about it... We don't it, use the right way, do we? We don't <laughs> you know ever... I mean. But the whole thing about constructive rest is, you know, it's it's nice, but it's nice mainly is in terms of how it's going to be useful for your real life. Afterward. Afterwards, yeah. 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 And this is a wonderful way to take the the releases that you've got maybe even give them a little extra boost by lifting your center a bit towards your head and then overlapping it when I'm not compressing and then just taking that intent right into getting onto your feet. You're good to go, right? <laughs> Absolutely. And just a final um, so is there if I could just else yeah, like I just want to add, I just want to say a final thing really briefly. So the the lifting part is a kind of conditioning, but um it 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 isn't a hundred percent precise. That is, you're lifting in the context of your old habits, and you may well be lifting in a way that's not perfect. 
uh, or not as good as it could be. And that's where the I'm not compressing is so amazing because yeah. even if yeah. you, I've done experiments of standing up straight in the old-fashioned way, lifting my chest, arching my lower back. So I'm, I am standing up straight in a way that Alexander teachers would hate, and I would hate to stay there. Yeah. And then overlap that with I'm not compressing myself. And the amazing thing is that the unhelpful parts of that standing up straight dissolve and I'm left with being up easily lifted upright, but not in that uh, harmful way. And then when I let go of any idea of standing up straight or anything up, I'm just not compressing myself. I'm pretty much in a similar place that I would be if I did the did it the better way. That's so interesting. I've been trying that out and sitting here talking to you and it, yeah. Anyone, <laughs> and I like to emphasize that anyone can learn this stuff. We're kind of today talking, we're kind of assuming that the listener has, has had some experience with it. But if you haven't, it's so easy to get that experience and to learn the basics. It's not, uh, this is stuff that you could learn in in an you know, a day or two or an hour or two or 10 minutes. Who knows? I mean, it's really, <laughs> it's not great. difficult. Well, I think that sounds like we've covered more or less everything. We have um, covered it I'm all. I'm going to hand it back over to you to just uh, finish up. Okay. Well, first of all, I want to thank my interviewer, Imogen Ragone. She's a Alexander teacher, website designer in Wilmington, Delaware. We'll put a link to her uh, her website by the interview, and I'll also put a link to the Up with Gravity um, uh, page where you can basically learn all this stuff. And also on that page is a whole page devoted to negative directions, so you can learn more about them there as well. And uh, on that page also is a section devoted to constructive rest. So all of the things we've talked about can be accessed uh, from the Up With Gravity uh, website. Um, so thanks again, Imogen. And thank you.